0: Hello, welcome to another episode of Rich Channing's Last Square Theatre Podcast with my guest Peter Tugadjas. Bangham, that was a Welsh accent. Tugas. Uh I am on tour at the moment with my show, Oh Frig, I'm 50. Uh, this week that we're releasing it, I'm going to be in Milton Keynes on the 12th, Corsham on the 13th, and Salford on the 15th. But go to richchanning.com slash gigs, you can see all of them. I'm doing London on May the 4th and we're doing the DVD record. So do come along to that at the Queen Elizabeth Hall. It's a really big venue. I've massively overestimated how popular I am. Anyway, do come and see the tour. You can help out the podcast by going to d.rip slash Richard herring or gofaststrike.com slash badges uh, and you can pay a pound or four pounds or whatever you want a month and uh, you can get lots of extras like the behind-the-scenes Interviews we do, which are well worth it. There's hours of those bloody things on there now, and you can see them all. Plus, there's competitions. You can get a monthly draw. If you're a dripster, you can see my live shows as well. Uh, They'll be coming out once every two months. There's lots of stuff, so, and a badge if you're a badge. I mean, who could argue with that? Anyway, he's too gorgeous. It's Peter Bain. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Leicester Square Theatre. Please welcome a man who has been standing on drawing pins, but it has. Uh, through acupuncture, cured his headaches. Come on, should have said that last week. It's Richard Harris. Oh my God! Hello, welcome to the show. Hope you're uh, all right. Uh, it's Richard <laughs> Lester's. <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs>
0: Uh, I just admit to the audience that I had not planned ahead uh, with anything that I was about to come out of my mouth, including who the particular cool kids this week are. But I was hanging around um, with uh, C. J. DeMuy, uh when he was, and we were seen... It was in a pantomime. It was fine, it wasn't, there was no canals. Uh, and um, <laughs> he, he calls it Rahula So that, will, that might catch on. Um, and uh, yeah, let's, so let's have a little, I said I would talk to this gentleman uh, last week. You came last week, wasn't you? And I said, <laughs> I've, been, I've been backstage planning, planning all the d- barbs. I've got a few, what's your name, sir? Peter. Peter, that's nice. Peter's name's Peter as well. Uh, and, um, <laughs> That's all I got. It's brilliant. that's the comedic mind. What do you do for a living? Uh, I work in a bank. You work in a bank, yeah. Which which bank? Which uh, brand, Which bank is it? Uh, I'm not going to say. You're not going to say <laughs> when you get into trouble. Yeah. Is it the one that brought down the economy? <laughs> 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 other th- you've done other things. The bank, the evil bank of the most evil people in the world. <laughs> Good. Uh, so. Uh, it's good that you because you're not, if people ask for your password and stuff, you're not meant to say it, oh, so that is good. You've passed the first test of working in a bank, not telling a switch, because if you told us, we'd know there's no one guarding the bank. We could all go and rob the bank, can not we? Uh, what's the most rewarding thing about working in an anonymous bank? Uh, they helped you learn Chinese once. They helped, me le- they helped you learn Chinese? That's a fucking big clue. That is a big clue. <laughs> That's not the Midland, is it? That's not me, you don't work for the Midland. You don't work for Midland, do you? Don't work for Bradford and Bingley, do you? Do you remember, talking to Bradford and Bingley, they call you a heliesterbush, so it's, um, nice to meet you, that's all I can't, there was nothing, you're a nice looking guy, there's nothing to, remember when I was talking about eggheads a minute ago, so it's, uh, it's, um, what? Oh, he, went, he just went there, didn't he? And he ruined it. It looked like he was not going to do it. Uh, and some uh, guys here, like the guy with his arms folded, which is always the kind of person I like to pick on. Because it's like they're saying, you know, I've had, there's no way you're going to talk to me with my folded arms. What's your name? Will. Will, that's good, It's a nice name. And what do you do for a living, Will? You don't work in a bank, do you? Do you let me guess. Do you work in IT, Will? <laughs> no! What? <laughs> Have you ever considered a career in IT? <laughs> what So what do you do for a living? You um, work for a council. You work for a council? In the IT department? <laughs> no. Which council is it? Are you not allowed to say? And you probably shouldn't say, fine. It's secretive. <laughs> it's all these guys together. They're a cabal of the bank, the council. Um, do you do good at the council or are you one of the people who does evil at the council? Education, that's hard to say. You know, that's good, Will. I can't take the piss. You've got the moral high ground. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> I thought of a really nasty thing to say. You know what it was, don't you? Yeah, so it's, uh, it's good. We'll move. we'll move on. Thanks, Will. Thank you. I'd love to meet you both, Peter and Will. They're nice guys. <laughs> I know, I'm not the kind of guy. who's gonna be mean. That's not, why I, that's not what I'm like. So, will you please welcome my guest this week. He is only known <laughs> as the man from the Pot Noodle advert though <laughs> before that he did uh, he was one of the writers on the Radio 4 pilot That's Wiggins yacht. <laughs> it's Peter Bayman ladies and gentlemen <laughs> Peter Bayman come in sit down probably.
1: oh
2: Peter Bainham. I have done many important adverts. <laughs>
1: so,
0: let's just talk about the pot noodle advert yeah, and course. nothing else. Yeah, yeah. You were in the pot noodle advert. I was. I was. Do you, Now, you live in LA now. <laughs> yes. Do people shout too gorgeous? Are you in the street quite a lot? <laughs> Is
2: that still happening? My, my child does actually. I showed it to my daughter a couple of weeks ago and right. she uh, just is obsessed with it now so it's punishment all over again <laughs> 20 years later hey dada, too gorgeous say it I used to get ganged up on by Welsh men in Cardiff at the time as my punishment for, as uh, a as point at the time for sucking the cock of Satan yes. you, you and Stuart used to tell me do you, do you remember by the way um, where, I think it was after we Shed a flat mm. that I'd got my own flat with my pop noodle <laughs> billions. <laughs> and um, I came home one night and there were like 18 messages on my answer phone. And the first, I think, was Stuart Lee saying, um, Hello, my name's Stuart Lee. Um, um, I hear you suck cocks behind bus stations. Um, and I need my penis sucked. And then it was a, se- a series of other people, none of whom I'd ever heard of,
1: <laughs>
2: and saying like, "Excuse me, I have a cock. It needs to be sucked, preferably behind a bus station." And I was crying by the end of it.
0: <laughs> you know. I don't remember. I've but remembered to you. I'd forgotten about this, <laughs> yes. and I did. You and me used to. I be, did do that behind the bus station by did, the way. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's money, and it? it's all money. Oh yeah. Uh, um, we used to. used. Re- yes. We used to. Yes. <laughs> we, used to re- we used to leave a lot of messages for each yes, other on yes. each other's answers for horrible
2: ones. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that's I like, hope no. those tapes don't exist on <laughs> know, an old British do. Telecom answer answer phone. I alluded Forcet to it in one of
0: the shows, but basically, if there was a terrible crime in the news. We, I'm trying to think what the least defensive one would be. Let's not pick an example right now.
2: <laughs> this is being recorded. You know it's been recorded. <laughs> it's been recorded.
0: It? <laughs> we going, Sorry about killing all
2: those
1: people. <laughs> <laughs> it? But if
2: you'd like to join me on my next killing spree, just just meet me behind the bus station. And, <laughs> um, what a wonderful wasted time we had. Terrible. Oh, well, yes. Yes. You used to. Give me be quite a hard time about stealing your bread as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah did For quite a long to... time, yeah. But give it's OK. Some, give me some bread back. You stole yeah. loads of bread. So, <laughs> Pete, do you mind if I do an impersonation of you? Or yeah, go, go ahead. You just say, oh, this is going to be really awful. But like, hey, Pete, you know the bread, Pete? <laughs> the bread that I left in the fridge, Pete? <laughs> it was still out this morning, Pete. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, uh, do, you, do you ever put people's bread away, Pete, or do you think it's OK just to take it? <laughs> Yeah. I stand by
0: that.
1: Yes, <laughs> That's an impression
0: that makes the person, it makes mm-hmm. you look foolish. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember ever keeping it the did. bread in the fridge. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I did. I used to stick your food.
0: Yeah. Well, it's fine. Now, what was mine was yours. Mm-hmm. It was fun. We, we did share a flat. Yep. We met in um, the early 90s in the, <laughs> in the weekending offices in yes. 16 Langham Place, mm-hmm. which is no longer there. Have you been no. back to the BBC recently? I go there now
1: and
2: again, yeah. It's so been, it's been destroyed,
0: 16 Langham yes. Place. Yes. yes.
2: Because, because of, of the, us. Because of us.
0: Yeah. Like, like the house where ter- some terrible killings have happened. <laughs> they just yeah. say we have to knock
2: this down because of yes. the awful people who were once here. We don't want it to become a tourist attraction. A yeah. <laughs> Place where we used to go and make radio shows and then kill people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: well, mm-hmm. if you think about the terrible things that have been done at the BBC, and they haven't knocked the places down. Yes. We're we not. must have yeah.
2: done. We must have done something pretty We've bad. Turned to. them into luxury flats, yeah. haven't they? Television Centre. Well, yeah. everywhere,
0: everywhere that I worked has been yes. destroyed. destroyed. Destroyed either by diggers or fire or gentrification. So, the, and really, generally, the, uh, the Riverside in Hammersmith used to do loads of stuff there. That's been knocked down. They're t- rebuilding it, turning into flats. Where else? Oh, ITV Studios, or Time, Gentleman, Please, that's about to be redeveloped. Mm-hmm. BBC's been de- redeveloped. They've knocked down 16 Langham Place. It's like someone is just out there trying to destroy all trace of anywhere I ever worked. They wanted a blue plaque, and so wait, <laughs> they just bulldozed it. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's nowhere to put the blue plaque. We, um, so, we met on Weekending. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you enjoy writing for the Weekending um, I don't think I ever
2: wrote anything funny for it, but that wasn't sort of the point, was it? It was about hitting a deadline and writing something involving John Major on a tightrope, yeah. and you know, <laughs> a political tightrope, and you know, it was amazing. There used to be these. Do you remember the strange men that were on that <laughs> show? Well, I us do. obviously, but you know, yeah. but there were people. There was one guy that used to show me. He had a sketch. I'm, for anyone who doesn't remember, which is because it was like 20 years ago, wasn't it? It was a topical weekly sketch show. On Radio 4. On Radio 4. And you could go in, anyone could go in. Any or, crazy person. And, into the office and, and write for it. Yes. And men would turn up with cans of beer in bags <laughs> and just write terrible sketches and they'd get on. Um, <laughs> that was me, obviously. And, um, um, but people would turn up. And that's this one man would have a sketch about the NHS, a political sketch, and he would just get it out once every three months because the, <laughs> they would change producers and then he would just give the sketch in again. And he would <laughs> laugh wickedly to me and go, they don't know that I got this sketch on and I got paid £10 for it three months ago. <laughs> I think, you know, it's not that impressive. <laughs> you know,
0: yeah. I was talking about yeah. this. I was, I was being interviewed by James O'Brien this afternoon, so we talked about weekending mm. and all that early time. And it yeah. was sort of insane. We were paid, like, Per minute, yes, and it was twenty-two pounds a minute. I think yes. that you got paid, and like, so a week where you didn't mm. get anything on was yes. like that you didn't have like a potato that week. Yes, you know, got <laughs> one, you know, not you, but it's uh, it's it was sort of a, a weird time. You had cut an unusual route into comedy, Peter. In mm-hmm. the, you're the only comedian I know who has a license to drive a super tanker. That's you're correct. in the you're
2: in the Merchant <laughs> Navy, yeah. the you're notorious stranglehold that the Merchant, merchant <laughs> Navy has on British comedy. <laughs> uh, the elite, <laughs> strange, racist sailors of the Merchant <laughs> Navy. That,
0: how, long um, did you, how long were you in the Merchant Navy for? Five years.
2: It's, uh, so out of school? So was it straight yeah, out of school? 16. Yeah, It was a completely ridiculous idea. I wanted to go, I wanted to see the world. And nobody <laughs> for, for a second took me aside and said, have you heard of interrailing?"
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, maybe just, you know, Get a, get a backpack and go around Europe for a bit, instead of which I joined a, a chemical tanker company. And um, and I remember, like, just before I, I went off on my first trip, I said to my dad, Dad, I'm not sure about this. And he said, No, you should go. And I think maybe he just hated me or something. <laughs> and so I kind of went off and cried. I wasn't, like, it wasn't like I was built for it or... look at me Like, you know, it was ridiculous. And I'm not... A, I'm a terrible... I'm five years in, and my wife now just... Still on a daily basis, can't believe that I had a. I was qualified to navigate super tankers. She thinks it's fucking. Good. How hard is it?
0: Because we had Mackenzie it's Cook on the
2: other week who can drive a tube train. Right, but it took him ten minutes to learn how to do
0: that. Okay. Is it the same with the super tanker? Yeah, well, I can't
2: navigate a Toyota, you know, with no. with the GPS in it. And, okay. Um, um, it's really hard and you have to learn to navigate by the stars right. and you just operate, you know, radar and all these kind of things. Yeah. And I was just, I was awful at it. And I also, the trouble is the, the, the two most important words in the Merchant Navy were, well, there were other ones, but um, <laughs> common sense. And it was just, it was the currency of, the, of the, all those worlds where it's about knowing what you're doing and having practical solutions to those yeah. things. And I would be sent off to go and get a spanner and they would just find me more or less crying in the engine room. <laughs> because I panicked and couldn't find a spanner and then they'd come and find me and then I'd get told off and I nearly hit a ferry on my first the first time I was on it I would have been responsible for an international incident (laughs) if I hadn't quite properly been fired five years in so you're
1: fired? One. Well, made
2: redundant. <laughs> I'm glamorising it. I was made redundant.
1: <laughs> did they say, you'll <laughs> never
2: drive a super yeah, tanker you again? You are an idiot. Well, I think they probably realised I was a twat and was just terrible <laughs> at it.
0: But, and know. did you see the world? Or did you just, I did, yes, yeah. Yes, yeah. Did yeah. you I get just, to
2: come out, get out of the super tanker when you, did, you got somewhere? Occasionally, yeah. yeah. And on my first trip away, the exciting thing was that the rudder fell off my ship. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it, it fell, off the, it fell off the ship in the South China Sea and I was floating, I wa- I, the ship was floating, I wasn't personally floating, but the ship was floating for about two weeks and my dad got a telegram. <laughs> That's how long ago this is and how yeah. old I am. My dad got a telegram addressed the next of kin of oh, Peter Paynham. He <laughs> said, regret, you know, it's probably like, stop, regret. <laughs> Your small son lost at sea. Stop. You know <laughs> that was kind of it. <laughs> and um, yeah, and that was my first. That was my first trip. <laughs> you know. Did you yeah. say it's my first day? Sorry, yeah, it's it's my first out. day. Yeah, not that so well. <laughs> so
0: um, I did hit that ferry,
2: and yeah, the of- <laughs> <laughs> terrible.
0: Um, and I
2: got poisoned with benzene. I once. Um, <laughs> I once, um, I was once standing for no decent reason in two feet of water with an electric drill. And um, you know, there's a button you can press on a drill. You can take your finger off the trigger so the drill bit keeps turning. And I had that op- obviously when you're standing in water, what you don't want to be able to do is to turn off the drill. And so I put it in the hole that I was drilling and that got stuck and the thing started spinning around and then fell into the water. And that was, I think that was still my first trip, you know. Um, so, why I'm alive, who knows. But, but he did five years, I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, was, yeah well, I, could, I tried to, I wanted to leave after two years. And it was the, the height of Thatcherism, and there were no jobs, and my dad said, well, you, even though he got a letter to just the next of kin. I think after my first trip, I came home and said, oh, Dad, I'm not sure this is for me. He said, no. Nope. You made a choice. You stick to it, and so I went back, and you know, and, yeah. and then five years in, I just I was so shit at <laughs> all of it, really bad, you know. Um, and somehow I qualified, and once I qualified, you know, and that's when I nearly hit the ferry, and that's when we parted company. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so, what? Yeah. What then drove you into week into the <laughs> weekend? Yes. Well, that, that, <laughs> that, that was that, the only other choice. That, that was the, the only other way to go to see the world was to go to. <laughs> <laughs> it was a t- well it's worked yeah. it was a long way round, but it did yeah. Yeah. interrailing around the... no I I, um, I sort of the I'll try and do the, the short semi-interesting version it was like I came I went to London with my redundancy check and had some vague idea of wanting to be in some form of entertainment and right. I think you might have and a lot of comedy people I've met had the same book, which is From Fringe to Flying Circus. Yeah, yeah. It, had book. it seems to be every comedy person had this brilliant book about yeah. the comedy family tree from Beyond the Fringe through to um, Monty Python's Flying Circus. And I had a vague idea from that of like, oh, well, there's this, this world. But I, even though I knew there was stand-up and I knew there was comedy,
1: yeah.
2: in Wales, where we didn't have electricity, and, you know, um, th- there was no awareness of, like, Going into that world, so I came up with a very vague idea. I did amateur theatre for a bit, and that was just terrible. I tried to get into RADA, right. and it's just you know ridiculous. <laughs> so you were still 21 when you came yeah, into yeah, 21 to London, 20, yeah. Yeah, yeah? Yeah. But I had the, no idea whatsoever. And then my uh, brother saw an advert for Kit Do you know, Kit an um, improv comedy workshop at the Comedy Store. On a Saturday morning I went there it Was people it was Mike Myers. Right. Mike Myers and there was Paul Merton and there was all these brilliant people and that was just like okay. And then I found out about stand up from that. Right. And then when stand up was a disaster another five years in <laughs> because I was terrible <laughs> at stand up, I found out about weekending.
0: That's So uh, were the, you doing characters because you did characters when I saw you doing yes. so you do on the stand up circuit yeah, doing yeah. I don't know all this about you. Oh, you do? not No, I don't really know what you were doing before I no, met I'm you. I wasn't that interested. I'd never asked you about that.
2: <laughs> just so you could drive a super tanker. I was never all that. asked. You've never been interested just, until like, this moment on a stage where you
0: just go, west. <laughs> it's because there was so much. The, the bread was out, and by yes. the time, yeah, by the time we got through yeah. that, I am going, oh, oh, yeah.
2: he's got to go. He's gone out now. Yeah. I was
0: going to ask him about
2: Pete. Yeah. So, were you doing, Mr. Buckstead? I was doing, Mr. Buckstead, the Welsh maths teacher. Yeah, um, which. 40% of the time would go okay, yeah. and 60% of the time would die horribly. And I heard it a couple of months ago on the, on, just online, and I was appalled. <laughs> it was so horrible. It was a really unpleasant man who had just killed people with hammers. It was very... Right. You know, <laughs> yeah. And it was like, you know, and I, I, I stopped it. I'm, I'm terrified of stand-up, and I yeah. tried to hide behind characters, and the one character I hid behind was a... A murderous maths teacher. You
1: know, <laughs> but
0: I was I didn't like stand up and I did I sort of mm. tried to do characters and tried to do myself and yeah. did myself with like a Somerset accent because I was sort of yeah. hiding behind that. And it's you know, it was very really difficult. But then we, mm. we saw sort of, when we a bit further on when we sort of started going to Edinburgh and doing shows mm-hmm. in Edinburgh, you were doing I remember you did like a Tory politician. Oh yeah. Do you remember that character? Oh. And you'd go, if it's a crime mm. To kill five people with a hammer, I don't know whatever it was, <laughs> then lock me
1: up
0: <laughs> it was that sort of thing, wasn't it? Do you remember no. that guy? God, I don't. No oh okay. I don't remember a whole because character. I, I think like you yeah. was in club you probably were a little bit involved with in Club Z was, and things yes. like that. Yeah, and then, yeah, but you yeah. also in Edinburgh you did this late night
2: thing with where you were monsters. Yes, monsters in the attic, which yeah. became this strange thing that I well, did. Well, it was That's a sort of, a of cult place. Edinburgh yeah. sort of smash. Yeah, the thing that you just decided to do on the spur of the moment was that. Yeah, right? and in that strange kind of like viral thing of not well, there's all kinds of viral things at the Edinburgh Festival, but <laughs> actually metaphorically viral. But um, uh, I I I'd done this thing to entertain my. Flatmates, Woody Bot Muddy, the uh, oh, yes. Record Graveyard comedian, <laughs> yes. and I used to entertain them at night by just transforming into these disgusting, horrible monsters. That were just like, <laughs> and, and for some reason, that got turned into a whole show, <laughs> and, but it was a one-off. <laughs> yeah, and um, up in that really yeah. hot attic mm-hmm. in the pleasant Yeah, I but I remember like doing it and then actually physically vomiting straight afterwards because <laughs> I'd had like, a giant bag of curry and chips just before it. <laughs>
0: Oh, happy! what happy mm-hmm. days
2: they were, Pete. What
0: wonderful, what <laughs> wonderful days they were. Um, so, I would love, this is something I want to ask you. Yeah. Now, it's not, have you? Uh, are you aware of the porn actor uh, Jean Val- Valjean? Mm-hmm. I mean, you probably wouldn't know no. his name. I've had right. to look up it's his what, name. Right. I think he looks like a sort of really buff version of you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> and I'd like people to Google, Google Val- and the problem is there's a yeah. character in Les Miserables called Val- Val- Jean Valjean. I think he's copied that name right. the, the way that porn actors sometimes do, but he hasn't yeah. done a spin on it. He's right. just called himself. The, unless in France, Jean right. Valjean means uh, John, I felt women up the arse, John. Yes. Which he does a lot. Right. <laughs> I think he looks like a super handsome version of you. Mm hmm. And it really puts me off. <laughs> really? Yeah. I can't watch anything he does because all the time I'm watching him
2: would it be less distracting if it just was me
1: <laughs> well,
0: I, I just wondered if you'd ever been mistaken for Jean Valjean he's like a no. friend he's good he's a good yeah. actor yes. I think he's I looked up I looked him up a bit I think he right. gave, gave up porn to become a natural actor because yeah. he's surprisingly good right uh, but you know it's yeah, sort, it's, it's, it's ruined quite a lot of evenings not for me. me. I just I wondered t- if people I'll look him up. Will you write that? I wondered then, if, if people had mistaken you yes. for. If you imagine that really handsome
2: version of you, right. do you think I could? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> it would be strange if I watched it and was, <laughs> found it quite exciting. What,
0: I, what? Look him up.
2: That's a very specific fetish. <laughs> I just wondered if anyone only else porn points. actors that look a bit, a little bit like a better, a better looking version of. He's people. very, I mean, no, he's very right.
0: muscular, right? But he's okay. got, he's sort of got your face yeah. and some yes. of your mannerisms, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he, when he's fucking someone in the ass, yes, I reckon that's how you would fuck someone in the ass. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I still watch it, and I, you know, I managed to. Yes. <laughs> I mean, when you say my manager, does he stop midway and fucking the woman up the house and say, have you seen my wallet anywhere? Or, he does not find my phone? He leaves the
0: bread out a lot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's yeah. making a sandwich, a woman comes in, he starts yes. having sex with her. Right. I'm going, oh mate, put the yeah. bread, you let's put the in, bread back in the fridge. <laughs> Before you can say the lit, I've just left the yeah. bread out. My flatmate is very fussy about this. <laughs> I'm sure it must have. That must have happened. Okay. Um, mm. So when we did share a flat together, then yes. there's, there's a story that's been told many times by many. Mm-hmm. It's like it become a legend. <laughs> it's been told by many different people. Mm-hmm. Stuart Lee wrote about it in one of his books, wow. but got it wrong because he said that I said the person and thing. Mm-hmm. I did it in my show. We're all going to die, and I would like to hear your version of the story okay. of me returning from my grandfather's funeral to the flat. We oh, yes. What? What are your memories <laughs> of that, <laughs>
1: that,
2: <laughs> that moment? <laughs> well, I th- I remember you going through the the build-up to it's the wrong word I suppose it would be whatever. <laughs> um, and at the time it t- wasn't was the FA Cup yes it wasn't, it wasn't the, the FA Cup round, days? Like, you know, he's still alive I mean, it a, yes it wasn't a common trend. <laughs> but I remember you at that time you know when you are talking about the bread there would be times when you would perhaps taunt me and say like are you doing any more pot noodle lads Pete are you going to suck any milk cogs behind bus stations <laughs> Pete you know you can steal my bread Pete and you came in <laughs> and you did look admittedly very sad yeah I've just <laughs> been at my granddad's funeral yeah and you, you said to me, my granddad's just died, Pete. <laughs> and do you think that's funny, Pete? And it was, the, it was the, the way you said it was so taunting. I don't know, I don't know maybe you weren't actually taunting me, but there's something about it you were daring me to say that's funny. And then I, so I said, um, I don't think it's funny, but I am delighted. <laughs> I think I, felt, I I'd like to think that you bullied me into saying
1: that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but you didn't, but you've then said since said that you laughed and cried yeah, at the
0: same glad- time. <laughs> it's a pretty, I mean, delighted is such the perfect word, it's not.
1: <laughs>
2: and
0: it's a, anyone else say, I'm happy, yes. I'm glad that happened. I'm
1: yeah. delighted you're <laughs> <happy."> <laughs>
0: So I genuinely did. Yes. I laughed. I don't think it's yes. it's quite hard to do to laugh and cry. <laughs> but I laughed and I cried, and it wasn't tears of
2: laughter; it was tears yes. of sadness. <laughs> but I was still laughing. A very funny thing to say. Wasn't the clue that I, at the time when you asked me, I was dressed as a nineteenth-century fop. <laughs> I, <would laughs> I rub my I face. Did. Yeah. But then um, your but then your dad died. Yes. And then the, we sort of
0: the reverse mm-hmm. thing. You then came into the kitchen. Yes. Quite sad for mm-hmm. some reason. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then I did you know and I was very upset as well because I knew that and then you said are you delighted (laughs) 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 so yeah I think because in the book it comes Stuart writes as if I did the funny line I didn't do the funny line and
2: then you said yes and I punched you (laughs) you? (laughs) I think I I went oh god no (laughs) 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 because you have human decency (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I am delighted by the death. Well, but, but nice old men. But, you know,
0: that's the way it's interesting. It's the way comedy people yeah. are together, is yeah. that you will. I know, and,
2: and, and the way of getting through anything, and that's. Yeah. We had a very kind of dark sense of humor. Yeah. Well, I don't even this. think it's, it's. It's not even like. The thing I, I get annoyed at when people say you can't joke about these things is as if when those things are happening, when bad things are happening, as if funny stuff stops happening it doesn't stop happening it's not like the universe decides right nothing funny is going to happen right now yeah and so when my father was dying like all kinds of ridiculous stuff was happening at any one time and it's not that funny but i mean the night before my dad died me and my brother were like so stressed because we had been in the hospice for like 10 days with the family and all around the bedside and i'd made the goodbye speech to my dad four times and I can. And, I, and by the fourth time, he's basically sat up and said, "I know you fucking love me. <laughs> uh, just leave me alone, <laughs> please." And and you just get, you know, in life, it's not even like funny things happen. Like life just continues, it's very weird. And you go for a walk, or you're hungry, or something like that. I remember going the night before. Uh, my dad died me and my brother were just everyone was just stir crazy we went out for a curry and I had a very hot curry and then there was a tiny ensuite toilet in the room where my dad was dying and it's it's just this is literally the dictionary definition of too much information. but I had terrible diarrhea and then I had to, to think this is awful but then somebody's got it worse very close to me <laughs> you know I think like that Catherine. might have been why he decided to go. I'm not going st- yeah, to hang around <laughs> with us yes. I, I, I got really annoyed at the hospital nurse. I said, "What about me? <laughs> why him? I've got really bad. My bottom really stings. You know, I want some palliative care as well." <laughs> but no, <laughs> it's all for him. <laughs> it's good
0: you've worked with all the big names in comedy um, like incredible list mainly Lee and Herring is the yes. main that's the main one you've worked with do you remember the tour we <laughs> <all together. laughs> I love you <laughs> so we no, went we before and like and it was it was uh, it was bef- maybe on the radio but I don't think we were mm. on the TV were we do you think when we did the, that tour I um, think it was 90 I found a review yes. someone sent me a review of it I think it was 94 so before mm. it was like the radio, we'd done the wow, radio yeah. shows and you were doing Peter this very mm. brilliant character oh, thank you um, that was probably the high. In fact, uh, there was a review, someone sent me this review from the Leeds student newspaper. There was a bit, so, you know, Lee and Hang, uh, not sure, but the brilliant, hilarious Peter came on and did this. Uh, and then they were very rude about the open. We used to have an open spot on that tour. Do you remember that?
2: Oh. Was it somebody that's now he really famous? No,
0: no, it wasn't. It was like every. We'd go around different student yeah. unions, and then there would be an open spot from that student union. Oh. I'd completely forgotten about that. Wow. Uh, and then this, review, if you were lazy to this. Although, what did she say? She said, my uh, he said in the review, it says, I'm more handsome than my self depreciating comments <laughs> would suspect. Right. Which I quite like the idea of being self depreciating, yeah. is better than self deprecating. <laughs> it's sort of true. I am yeah. self depreciating. It's like underconfident self deprecating. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, a, but there was. <clears throat> There was a one performance of that where you, where it was, I can't remember where it was, but it wasn't going very well, and you were you running, where you ran away. Oh, yes. Oh, my God. You <laughs> actually ran off the stage and yeah. disappeared, and you were meant yeah. to come back at the end and didn't come back on at the end.
2: Yeah, it was very, yeah. I yeah. that. I'm what happened in that gig? That, that, right. I think I just blanked and panicked. It m- <laughs> probably will happen during this interview. You know? <laughs> I don't want to bring know, up I'm any- just like, I, I get very scared and- They were scary me. gigs, so we were not well
0: known. Yeah. And we were traveling around to student unions, some yes. of which I can't, I get confused because we did so many of these tours yes. and sometimes Kevin was with us and sometimes Richard Thomas was with us and sometimes yeah. you were with us. And you know, sometimes you'd turn up at a place and there was, lit, they'd, there, the rugby club were in the bar yeah.
2: and you were still expected to perform in a corner of the bar. <sighs> God, that's So those were, those were some shivers. tough ones. No, yeah. no. I remember at the same, around about the same time doing the Comedy Network tour with, oh, yeah. with Malcolm Hardy and Woody oh, Bot Muddy yes. and just getting to places where it would just be a it would be freshers week and there would be just a riot. And Malcolm Hardy would just say, all right, no, about," And then we'd do his whole thing where he'd just drop his trousers and show his gargantuan yeah. penis to the audience. And I think I need a new... Uh, I was going to say the new direction, but it's the whole... That rubbish old joke. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it
0: was um, a happy yeah. times. Yes. Happy times touring the yeah. country. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, was was a, it was a weird thing. Yeah. Um, but you have, you, in all mm-hmm. seriousness, so you did radio stuff and TV mm-hmm. stuff with Chris Morris Yeah. and uh, Armando Yanucci, mm-hmm. and um, you've obviously been working with, uh, well, and Alan Partridge. So you wrote the sitcom of I'm Alan Partridge.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So you took over the day to day when me and uh, Stu got kicked off it. Right, you, yeah. you, took to, you took our place. Yeah.
2: Have you come to shame
0: me for yeah. that? Yeah. And okay, then ended up writing I'm Alan Partridge and yes. going to Hollywood. <laughs> nice Just to know where. Stealing well. your life. <laughs> it's <basically>. nice <laughs> to know where my career would have gone if we hadn't had that argument. But I'm not happy. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but it's so you, ended, you wrote I'm Alan Partridge, which is one of the greatest sitcoms ever. Oh, thank you. It's really good there's bits in, the, in it that there's a bit in I'm Alan Partridge where <laughs> no, someone comes up to someone comes up to Alan Partridge and says are you Alan Partridge and he goes yes and they go you dropped your credit card mm-hmm. that happened to me yes
2: that's my story <laughs> and there's a bit my- I want to apologise for that I really do <laughs> that's my because I, sub- I do think I subconsciously stole that from your life <laughs> or, <did>. or consciously <laughs> subconsciously is the cowardly way of saying well, but it but what know? about the but-
0: bit of the very famous scene where Alan Partridge goes back to the fans house and there's all the posters mm-hmm. and yeah. mannequins. Mm. That basically happened to Stewart. So, did it? yeah. So Stewart oh, right. went back to <laughs> not exactly. he yeah. Didn't run across the. Oh my god! I didn't know that one. Did you not? Know? No, I thought really? he was, you must have known. He went, no, no. Went, and well, we talked about this a lot on this podcast because mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, well, it was a, it was a, it's an amazing okay. story that keeps giving. Yes. In that, it was the it was this night that Stuart had mm. where he was locked out his bed and breakfast. So a fan said, "Come back and stay." But go guy oh, yeah, being in his yeah. gig said, "Come back and stay at our flat." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there were pe- posts of stew all over mm-hmm. the wall in the house, right. and uh, all of the guys' flatmates were watching Animal Farm, the porn film. I don't, I don't Hang think John Valjean's in that one. He would have yeah. probably been a bit young at the time. Uh, and, uh, uh, so it was kind of a weird experience. Mm-hmm. And then, it, but, but subsequently yes. it turned out the student. Was oh my God! I'm going to forget his name, Christian O'Connell, the uh, the DJ, oh Christian O'Connell, DJ
2: who follows me on Twitter. Does he? Yes, <laughs> and I follow so, him back.
0: So <laughs> I thought Christian O'Connell had um, been the inspiration for that guy. So and, he was the man that had he was the yeah. man fan. Wow. Yeah, but wow. he says that he had posters of all different comedians up there. Right. And he didn't have a tattoo. I don't think of Stew on his. Right. <laughs>
2: I genuinely, thought yeah. you, I, th- I thought you'd, I thought you'd, that had been I an inspiration. Honestly, I, I don't think so. I, the, 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 no, because I f- think it might have been already in the show when I came on because they, they, right, they worked up a couple of storylines <laughs> lines already. Is my claim? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, all yeah. these things, but every, you know, yeah. we we worked Everything together. Everything I've s- done is still. We good. worked together so closely in all that time, mm-hmm. you know. Then we were li- yeah. literally, I was living with Stu, then I was living with you. Yeah and you know so we were in each other's pockets stealing each other's bread yes and um and, and so you know there was a lot of there was a lot of crossover yeah yeah, uh, yeah did patrick marber generally um uh, there was a recent story that came out that patrick marber was furious when he read first read the scripts of I'm
2: Alan Partridge he didn't like it yeah the yeah yeah he came in and basically said this is all, this none of this works <laughs> 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 and we we i remember us we we worked really hard on the first couple of episodes, and we and he he came in to the rehearsal room, and I think I think we I think they acted it. I think the cast actually acted right. out for him, and he basically said, "No, this is a this is a disaster," <laughs> and we were all very depressed and thought, "Fuck you," because know, he said it in a very confident way. Yeah, and um, uh, and then the next morning we just came in and we went. We think he's wrong. <laughs> we think that's shit. We think it's good, and so we then carried on, and then we we, we 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 made it. You know? Yeah, we did. Yeah, mm. Mm? You, you did make it. I've seen us. <laughs> yeah, we did. <laughs> Spoilers. Yes.
0: Who hasn't seen seen it? Yet. It was <laughs> interesting because Patrick was sort of like didn't write that he was just he was involved in the. In the know me knowing you, is that right? So yeah. he didn't. No, he was in it for a
2: bit. They developed a few storylines right. for like about the first uh, three episodes, I think, or three or four episodes. And um, and so I came in, and they had like they had a, you know the bones of you know a few of those episodes, and then we you know yeah did a lot of improv and a lot of writing and rehearsing and you know. But you performed it,
0: there. so you do in the nineties. You were doing quite a lot of performance. Mm-hmm. You were in Friday Night Saturday night Armistice, mm-hmm. the arch satirical show, <laughs> and you were—you yeah. know—you're doing. You were, you, there's a bit where you're in. I'm mm-hmm. Alan Partridge doing mm-hmm. the voice thing in your throat. Yes, yeah, that was you Couldn't do that now, could you? Mm-hmm. Political correctness gone mad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, do you? I mean, you still do little bits and pieces I'm, mm-hmm. in, in certain things you've written, but do you miss mm-hmm. the performing? Are you glad that you've mm-hmm. gone to writing? No, really,
2: I don't. Yeah, I'm just—I'm—I get scared. And before my dad died the last thing I did before my dad passed and away the
0: last thing was, he said to you oh, was don't
2: eat that pot noodle <laughs> no, that was his the, the funny thing was that he the, the pot noodle <laughs> I, I think that was his proudest because his his friends down the pub could go I saw your saw your son on the telly it's good and they're funny, it's yeah, I funny they? they're good. funny
0: sh- yeah. they are funny I watch they're all on YouTube you can go and look at you them all. they're all them good funny.
2: It's, but funny. um um, no, gangs of Welsh men would corner me in the streets in Cardiff and they would say, um, You're the bloke from the ad. And I say, yeah, 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 yeah. Do the, do, you know, say the catchphrase.
1: <laughs>
2: Too gorgeous. <laughs> in the voice. <laughs> this is really frightening men. I go, yeah. Too gorgeous. And then they just buy me a drink. But yeah. um, but my dad, no, the last thing I did before my dad passed away was uh, I played a pimp in the bill. Right? <laughs> <laughs> It was like <laughs> slipping away. You <laughs> never knew. <no. laughs> well, you know. Um, but no, I don't. Yeah, I'm. I'm quite scared of it all. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah. I get scared when I go to my daughter's school and like they, my daughter's school in, in LA LA. That you for their birthday you read a book to them. And when I'm reading, you know, just read a chapter of a book, and I just think, even like some kids in kindergarten, I just think they're going to shout, Get off your shit! You know, <laughs> <laughs> that I think that's that, 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 going through that kind of baptism of
0: fire of doing stand-up in the early yeah. 90s, which we both did, and I had, a t- I had a horrible time doing stand-up on my own. Yeah, And we had a horrible time doing Lee yeah. and Herring some of the time. And mostly it was, it was better with Lee and Herring. But yeah. it's, you know, that's a very hard thing to shake off. and mm-hmm. you I suppose you do need to, there's a certain... To carry on being a performer, yeah. I think there is a certain level of, I need, you know, I, I can get through this and I yeah. will get through this and I'll get through to the, the bit where it doesn't ha- harm me anymore. So, yeah, I've got the, huge,
2: it's such admiration <clears throat> for what you do because I like, you know, I listen to your podcast and I listen to Mark Maron and it's like I hear people and, you, you know, I heard you saying, you know, earlier, like when you, you know, you don't want to do anything else. Yeah. And I'm not, you know, I'm, I don't want to do anything else but write. Yeah you know and it's just so because I just it, my skin would like, I, I, I would turn up at gigs and presumably you don't get this because you like doing <laughs> it or do, or do you do you get I mean I don't get nervous I, I would get so, on a, years after I stopped doing it yeah I would just have that feeling on a Saturday when I typically have a gig of like, uh, and then I think, oh, I don't have to do
1: anything. I would be so
2: happy. You know, yeah. I think, all oh, right, that was an indication that it wasn't the life for me.
0: I mean, I think, I, I really like writing as well. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not, I haven't had anywhere near the same kind of level mm-hmm. of success of you at that. But it's, but I think if I don't perform, Yes. And it doesn't have to be a big deal. When I came back to doing stand-up in like 2004, mm. um, I just sort of realised, even if I just went and did a little gig above a pub to six people, that was, en- that was enough. Right. I, remember, I remember passing the mm. Hampstead of Apollo and Jimmy Carr was on... And I went, to, I went round the corner to a yes. pub and literally six people in the audience. Wow. And I was thinking I'm just as happy, generally I'm just as happy as doing <laughs> right. this. I've also have done, I've played The Happens of Follow like for five minutes and it's amazing. Mm-hmm. So I'm not saying I wouldn't do it if I got the chance, but as long as I got that, you know, scratch that itch, mm-hmm. I, I then don't mind spending a couple of months at home writing. But I, I mm-hmm. find writing, do you find this, but you write quite collaboratively with people, don't you? Yeah. So I just find, and I don't anymore, I just find it quite lonely and that drives me mm-hmm. mad that sort of sitting down process of really... No, I, li- I, li- I, li- I like
2: both. I mean, I'm quite weirdly self-contained and just like a strange hermit man that I like being at home yeah. on my own, looking at porn. <laughs> Men <laughs> look, up look a little up. bit like buffed versions of me. <laughs> of course I know him. <laughs> I've got every one of that guy's films. <laughs> he's I'm, welcome to I'm come the barking on the podcast I'm doing a new pot, pot noodle ad so that I can earn money to have plastic surgery <laughs> to look like that man um. he's got a very cheeky little look to him when he's, when he, he's got a little cheeky look he's,
0: he's, right. he's very good they're yes. not like, yeah. many of the actors in those films aren't yes. you know I have to say the acting is poor yes. the actual acting bits and I like the acting bits right more if I'm honest than the sex bits so you watch I should just watch regular dramas <laughs> right <laughs> Do you watch the old-fashioned well, like ones the line, with the storyline? With I the I watch the ones with the story and then when the story stops I get yes. bored. I right. like the story. And <laughs> they yes. start b- having sex with people in their anuses. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. No need for that. <laughs> 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 you don't need to show it. And <laughs> just allude. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he could go, I'm about to fuck right. you, yes. Crossfade. <laughs> oh, it was good when you crap fucked me in the ass. Yes, it was. <laughs> Too gorgeous. Um, <laughs> no, I, un- I do understand that, and I think again, as you know, it's, it is. I li- that's. It, it's a nice thing to be able to work it in your home and be with your family. Mm. And your home is now in uh, Hollywood. Mm. Well uh,
2: since I mean no. let's call Hancock but it it's close yeah. to Hollywood yeah looks yeah, okay. like you know but it's like quite you. hideous it's like it's I mean there is obviously glamorous bits there but yeah. like when i first drove down sunset boulevard it's a shit it's like a posh shanty town it's kind of weird it's not i mean i'd like it there because i like the hills and the, it's it's sunny and all that but it's kind of you know it's it's not pretty and it's like it's no. funny how it's got that cuz the movies get made there but it's kind of kind of a dump a lot of it <laughs> <laughs> but you got um, nominated for an, an Oscar
0: hmm. so did you go you were, must have gone to the Oscars that year hmm. for yes. A Borat yes how much of Borat
2: was written though because it was hmm. felt like a very improvised mm. film well it was a lot a lot of it was written because yeah. it was like a lot of it was like uh, we, well the storyline was completely we, we worked on that for about six months because yeah. like because the original plan when, when I went out there was that he, he'd been trying to do it a different way but he had a director who then left the the movie, who said, right, we're just going to show up at different places and, you know, you're going to just fuck about with people and then we're going to make a movie out of it. And that that wasn't working. So when I came in, we sat down and worked out a storyline. We basically stole the plots of eight road movies and and just watched, like, planes, trains and automobiles and things like that. And we then worked out a structure. And then it became things like, well, we had a wall of things. Basically, it was just excuses to... Go to a mega church, excuses to have a naked fight or excuses for yeah. whatever to have a driving lesson. So, we would do things like, Well, we want him to go to a mega church and fuck about with Christians. So, where's and all right, we'll get, we'll take the low point of the movie when he's down on his luck, and that's the good place right. to get Jesus. And so, it was a lot of that trying to figure out, Oh, he, we wanted him to meet some racist frat boys, yeah. So, we think, Well, when's a good time? So, then, all right, he's lost his. He's, he's lost his dream of meeting Pamela Anderson, which he believes will happen, yeah. so he can meet some frat boys, and then, and then we would structure it so that he would say to them things that then would move the story along. Okay, yeah. So he would say things like, "My, I ain't going to meet the, I'm, I'm going to meet my wife in, I'm not going to try the accent, but I'm going to meet my wife <laughs> mm. in, in Los Angeles. I am trying the accent.
1: You are trying the I'm You could have done that. You could have been boring. <laughs> <It's just> like, <laughs> yeah. you know,
2: Bob Dylan, same, same impression. <laughs> But so he would say, like I, he'd, you know, say to some frat boys, "Yeah, I'm going to meet uh, my girl," and then he'd show them a picture, and then they say, "She's not. You're not going to marry her." And so, and then each day he would go filming. We'd have like a, a ton of material that was prepared, but then he would then obviously yeah. improvise around it brilliantly. And know. how did you feel at, when you were at the Oscars?
0: <laughs> did that, you know, it's it was like, strange. Yeah.
2: Very strange. Yeah. Because usually I yeah. say to
0: people, you know, like lots of people who are in Hollywood films and like, I interview on this, are like, yeah, yeah, no, it's all,
2: it's all, no, it's all normal being in, yeah. and, hanging out with celebrities. But I, was I just ridiculed by I was ridiculed by everyone I knew because I turned up with my, well, them girlfriend and my wife. We turned up so early and <laughs> walked, did the line, you know, the interview, when they, like, when they, and technically they. Technically, they, if you're nominated, they have to let you go along that line. Right. <laughs> but nobody, like a writer on that, which a movie though wasn't going to win, would do that. Because why would Ryan Seacrest, well, bad example, but why would <laughs> why would one of those people want to interview, but they technically, so you go along the line, and it was it was ridiculous. But I, I went a bit, if I had my time again with that, I would just obviously accept the fact that you're not going to win, because you know, a Martin Scorsese film is also in the running, so it's nice to get nominated. <laughs> yeah. People said to me, like, just enjoy it. You're fucking nominated for Oscar. Oscar. Yeah. But I panicked and thought we might win, so then became slightly obsessed with the idea of winning, and what can we do to win? Uh, yeah. And I nearly hired a PR person didn't, because that would be so <laughs> stupid, because we weren't going to win. But, yeah. but it, was, it was nuts. I took my mum to the Oscars luncheon, and she met um, Clint Eastwood. Okay. And actually my mum, and I've got a picture at home with my mum, with Clint Eastwood, and she, she passed away a couple of years ago, and, uh, but one day when she was I'm back... I'm delighted, in, Pete. Sorry? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but i got this picture of my mum that she had uh, in her flat in Cardiff uh, right. in her sheltered accommodation flat in Cardiff and one day a carer came in and saw a picture of my mum with Clint Eastwood and said oh that's lovely dope. did you go to Madame Tussauds <laughs> and, and my mum said no that's, I met Clint Eastwood in, in LA and the carer went oh. aww
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes of course you did Oh. Uh-huh. Yes, <laughs> that was good. That was the best thing. I wish I could have enjoyed it more. It stupid. It's,
0: it's so it's, ridiculous. It's so amazing. You know, it's yeah. so. I mean, I think anyone, especially like if you and I don't mm. picture like this, but anyone yes. who knew you as Peter from <laughs> Christmas, I know, yeah. the idea of you living in Hollywood yes. with an Oscar nomination yes. and you know, it's so. Or yes. the two gorgeous man. It's so wonderful. Yes. You know, it's wonderful mm. and, and it's utterly deserved. Um, and then you wrote Arthur as well, so that it. Uh, so. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can I tell you something about Arthur? Yeah, please do. Um, a, a few months ago, I found um, online. I don't know why I was searching for Peter Bainham Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> online, why would you do that? Peter Bainham porn movies, maybe. <laughs> and um, I stumbled on a picture that looked like it was in the style of the cartoonist Joseph Champness, oh, yes. who used to do stuff for you, didn't you? I don't yeah. know if he still does. But no, looked, he did. You know, he did some stuff for this but morning. But it looked very much in his style. Yeah, and it was a cartoon <laughs> of me and Russell Brand pissing on the grave of Dudley Moore. <laughs> <laughs> well, I you know, I thought was deserving. No, well, was I don't deserved, know. No, I think good like
0: good. It, it's it's a weird choice to remake mm. anything in some ways. Yes,
2: but in a, you know
0: Arthur wasn't all the original Arthur wasn't
2: that great a film. It was no, it was it's very charming. Right. But
0: it's just Dudley Moore, like he was so. Yeah. brilliant I mean he's, love. he's loved and he was yeah. good, good in it mm-hmm. yes. but it wasn't like his best the best stuff's when he's swearing with Peter Cook <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that's what he should have carried on doing he <laughs> should have gone off to Hollywood and do those films yeah, uh, but yeah, you know it's, shit, you, may, yeah. you don't know mm-hmm. well, we, we had Russell on and we taught, yeah. and I took the piss out of Arthur obviously mm-hmm. and
2: because uh, that's what I did that's what I'm here for to, to... I like to think I helped him go in a new direction in his career because <laughs> he's, he's doing really good st- stuff now I don't know yeah. That was particularly what he should have been doing anyway. You know, I think he would probably say that, would he? Yeah, I mean, I'm king now.
0: <laughs> I know, I think possible. I mean, it's a yeah. weird, but that's a weird story. You know, you get swept along with something, yes. and you don't get as a writer and a performer, you get a certain yeah. amount of choice about what you're doing. But also, things come yes. up, and you make it go. Oh, well, let's give this a go. You don't yeah. know how it's going to turn out. No, and that's I mean, what I, he yeah. was saying about it. You know, he said, oh, yeah. th- you know, this could have turned out great. Helen, Min- Helen Mirren, Helen was in yeah. it. Peter Bainham's writing for it.
1: Yeah. And
0: he's a, he's a Russell's a massive fan of all the stuff we used to do,
2: so he would have been very excited about having you in you in writing for it. Well, it was weird. Like I got the call. You know, my, my agent called me. <laughs> sort of, Ronnie, God, man, the heavens opened. And um, but I, my agent, my agent, such a dick, not it? Um, but and said, do you want to do a remake of um, Arthur with Russell Brand? And I went, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and I liked him, but I thought, no, because it's, it's, it is, a, the original's got some really nice moments, yeah, it's no, a charming, no. it's not a brilliant movie, but it's charming, and it's got lots of funny, semi-iconic bits in it, sure. and I thought, no, that's ridiculous. Why, why would you do that? And then I went along, and, I, and they said, "Well, you just have the meeting, and I went and met him, and he was lovely, and he is, and he's very charming, yeah. And he says your name a lot, which I just fall for instantly. <laughs> if somebody says my name, you know, when you used to say Pete, you stole my bread, Pete. <laughs> Do you think it's funny that my granddad's died, Pete? I will just, I'm, I'm like a cat with some milk, yeah. you know. And, um, and so I just, and then, and then, funny enough, and then when it came out and bombed, it's funny how you then, when you make odd decisions, you then go back to that original instinct and go, why, no, no, I should have just followed that. You know, it's a good yeah. lesson in following your initial in-cutting Sure. But
0: then sometimes you know, those things turn out to be yeah, like amazing. So do, yeah. There's
2: no, you know, There's no way of yeah. knowing. Actually, before I went out to do Borat, when I got the call for that, I remember like quite a lot of people here saying to me, I don't know, Like it's a funny thing in the Ali G show, it's kind of a... But a movie? I mean, people said that to me. Yeah. Nah, and they just... And I nearly... I just turned it down. Right. I, he called me and, and said, and I, and I rang him back and left a message and said... Um, You know, and I was doing, I was writing a a bad sitcom about myself and, (laughs) and I turned him down and then I went to the pub with my friend Jez and said yeah, I'm not going to do that Borat thing and he said, are you fucking mad? <laughs> and I instantly went, oh my God, you're right and I rang him up like this <laughs> Please morning. Please let me do it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I won't. I am very sorry, And I said like, and I rang him up and I said like, I'm, I'm sorry, I've got no dignity but I want to reverse my <laughs> position completely because I, like, give, I give one of those wanky answers where I, no, I'm really going to follow what I've got responsibilities. And then I said, I'm sorry, that was whole shit what I said on the fantastic. <laughs> <the band yesterday." laughs> And I got no dignity, and, and to his credit, he said, I've got no dignity either, and obviously he didn't, you know.
1: <laughs> have seen the movie, you
2: know. Like but it's incredible that these... Naked and balls in his face. That's but, you know, true. You know. yes. <laughs> it's
0: incredible that, I mean, and again, it's, it's not incredible, but it's all these people want to work with you, and you're sort of behind all these, you know. You, and in, in my, I'm, I'm Anna Partridge, I can sort of see the bits obviously I got that one wrong but I can usually yes. see the bits that are Peter Bainham you know that you've right. written because I know you so well but mm-hmm. you know you're working with all these you know that, that's those are all mm-hmm. the most important people of you know the mm-hmm. last 20 or 30 years are asking mm-hmm. for you to write for that's them that's nice yeah and there was a you know, the, there was a documentary about you wasn't there on the Welsh radio
2: <laughs> Old, oh my
0: god <laughs> <laughs> you're the greatest I writer assumed to radio... ever come
2: out of Wales I forgot about the internet I forgot about BBC iPlayer where I can <laughs> That can come out of Wales. What? Did you hear it? I haven't heard it. I haven't heard it. Okay, yes. Because yeah, so. we
0: weren't asked to be on it, so I thought, oh, they didn't ask us to comment. Oh, I'd, have just, I'd, have, just, I'd have just said he okay. just he doesn't put the bread back in the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask you some. Uh, this is the most question I've written especially for you. Is sex with a Frankenstein cheating? If you're in a relationship with someone and um, yes. you have sex with a Frankenstein,
2: yes, um, <laughs> is that cheating? no it's no. A, no it feels like it's a very strange form of masturbating <laughs> because I don't know it's a, a Frankenstein conscious
0: yes, yes a Frankenstein is made out of the right. uh, several p- corpses stitched together right and then reanimated and, right. and that's the whole point you know is, right. is he, uh, right. does he have rights and a soul and is yeah, he a like person, a robot it? Like it does well it no it a robot's different. different I haven't asked you the robot question it's <laughs> a new, this is a new question Right. Because Frankenstein, it Um, should be Frankenstein's monster. I know I'm getting it wrong. Yes. Uh, He, he, you know, he's a loving thing. What if part of the Frankenstein is made of part of your
2: partner? (laughs) My partner, what the the body part has been removed? Yeah, well your
0: partner sadly died and I'm delighted. Yes. Um, (laughs) Yeah. But uh, a Fra- uh, doctor Frankenstein comes in and goes. Yes. We've <laughs> built a Frankenstein. I couldn't use most of your partner, right. but there's a bit of her in there. That's yes. her arm.
2: Am I allowed to know what parts? Is-
0: <laughs> I think you'd recognise, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, yeah. I know that arm. Most of it. Yeah. I I hands it, on my the hands I might The penis I don't think was there. Yeah. Jean Valjean's massive yes. penis. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's then, if that's the only way to? Yes. I'm just saying, I'm just putting forward some possibilities. Yes. Because the marriage vows are very strict on stuff like this. So I'm just. Yes. Are they specific <laughs> about this? But they are. What there's, marriage vows are specific about having there's sex? There's gaps in the marriage in vows. The they don't. They don't, of your they don't mention this. That's <laughs> that's what I'm saying. You've got to find the loopholes. Right. And so I think I personally say I would say having sex with Frankenstein is cheating. Yes. Because it's a different person and it's alive. It's not a robot mm. or a puppet. Right. But, saying my wife would sadly die, and yes. then there was a Frankenstein, it
2: had a bit of a face. Right, yes. yeah. And maybe a bum. Right. Then, Are you talking about a male Frankenstein with your partner's, your female partner's face? Well, um, you don't necessarily get the choice of what right. sex
0: it's gonna be. Okay. Because it's just whatever bits are lying around, isn't it? And they're, yes. and they're fresh enough
2: to reuse. Are we I mean, assuming it's... in all of this that you are capable of <laughs> capable of this? That you somehow in this scenario ca- can get aroused by this <laughs> <Yeah>. horrifying <laughs>
0: thing? It might It might. Some Frankenstein's are better looking yeah. than other ones.
1: All right, yes, yes.
0: What <laughs> if oh. you had sex with someone who's had... An organ transplant from your partner, so maybe they've been given one of your partner's kidneys. (laughs) Right? Yeah. So it's a different person, but there's a bit of your partner. And they're alive. They're all alive, and your partner's still alive. Right. Oh. Is it cheating? Well, because they've just donated a kidney, maybe. Right. Or they're dead, and it's their heart. Is that (laughs) is that cheating?
2: That's cheating. Okay. it's just
0: I'm just getting your moral compass. Yeah, it's
2: cheating. (laughs) That's wrong, that one.
0: (laughs) I I thought I was very proud of that last night when I was thinking of sleeping, unable to sleep, thinking of all the different parts of that emergency question. Mm -hmm. I thought that's a good one. Right. (laughs) Have you ever improvised a condom? No.
2: I don't know what to Have say. you ever
0: reused a condom that you'd used once and there wasn't one around so you put the same one back on again No Have you ever no. had sex twice with the same person in a row Twice with the same <laughs> person It's a trick question I'm trying to think Wait a minute Well I've Let's had go sex back. with my wife <laughs> yeah. more okay. than one time You've got two chills that counts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay we'll go back I thought the, Fra- I thought the Frankenstein was a winner
1: yes.
0: <laughs> Have you ever met Adam Sandler in real life I have. Yeah, have you worked with him? I have. What, well, what actually, weirdly,
2: he... I, w- I wrote the, the cartoon Hotel Transylvania. Oh, he's in that, isn't he? Nice, yeah. Yes, yes. And I had a meeting with him. I went to his yeah. Hawaiian-themed office right. on the lot at Sony Pictures. Oh, yeah. And met him one time and, and yeah. Is and, he a nice guy? He was nice, yeah. yes. And then I, I went away and I never saw him again. And then they made the movie. Yeah. And used partially used the franking stuff
1: they
2: used the organs of my script to you know Um, yes and then somebody else yeah
0: yeah he's he's a good need um, Adam (laughs) Sunder he's in that Meyerowitz story (laughs) yeah that's meant to be very good I I, I couldn't watch it So I keep watching bits of yeah I watched a bit of it Mm. and then there wasn't enough of him putting on the shoes of people and turning into them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it for me? Yeah. Yeah. Were you waiting Warping. for that to happen? <laughs> yeah. Were you even three minutes before the end of the movie going, there's still time? <laughs>
0: <laughs> When's he going to come on playing his own sister? That's what I was yeah. waiting for, wearing <laughs> her shoes. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, even said to me... Yeah, well, so, uh, you know, that's, there, that's there. Don't worry, don't worry. That's the people, there's some requests from the audience. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll come back to that. Um, I've looked at your ugov. You know, there's a YouGov profile of what your your, <laughs> your ultimate fan is. My what? There's a, like there's ugov do these profiles of everyone. Yes. And you can find out what your fan is, what your main fan, what's what's unique about your fans. Seriously? Yeah. And they're. I mean, they're, everyone, including including you. Your your fans <laughs> primarily work in mining and quarrying. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's their main occupation right. <laughs> and <they're laughs> their favourite quarries TV, <laughs> yeah quarries of mining their favourite TV show is Andrew Mars History of the World <laughs> which I think's funnier than, than the mining yes <laughs> a lot of miners yes <laughs> do you like Peter me yeah? up. do you like what's your favourite show Andrew Mars History of the World <laughs> <laughs> I've done YouGov for a while is that um, actually a real yeah one? that's a real website but you can look up yougov.com and put so, your name in or anyone's name and you can find out yes. what their fans like is it I don't I, don't, it's I think 100%. it's based on an algorithm where yes. it tells you it's not actually what's the most popular answer it's what's the most un, unique to you answer so what happens is they've yes. asked uh, ten people and right. two of them work in quarrying and mining and nobody else's fans work in quarrying and mining right I would say but that's I don't so strange Um, What is Chris Morris like in real life? He's nice. Yeah, that's what I've thought. (laughs) (laughs) Do you remember when you used to do... My favourite thing we used to do on the radio show, which was yours, was Mad Thoughts. Do you remember the Mad Thoughts? Yes. Do you you have any favourite Mad Thoughts? Can you give an example of
2: Mad Thoughts? My favourite's difficult, isn't it? Because it's like in leaving message about serial killers, <laughs> killing. You know, it's like in, favorite implies you want to do those things. And, yeah, you know, my most common one would be being on the train and sitting opposite some sweet old man, and I'd have a cup of hot tea and just imagining what if I just threw the hot tea in the old man's face, yeah. and then he would be screaming in pain, and then I would go. This, in an instant. You'd have an entire, like, like, very, very detailed scenario of the aftermath of the hot tea in the old man's face. And, you know, then it's just quite often in a meeting uh, in L.A. I'll have a meet. I'll just think of just something awful, (laughs) awful to say to the person I'm in the meeting with. Then that would be and then I'd I'd have to go home and say to my wife, I said this thing (laughs) in the meeting. And I just said, "Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you." <laughs> so like, like it's you know, and or... that was basically my meeting with Channel Four. To be honest, last <laughs> <one>. <laughs>
1: that's
0: probably why I'm not doing so well with the script, right? mm. Um There well, was the idea of people... people on
2: cheap platforms. Yeah, obviously. but do you? Uh, for, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: Well, but that's do you a, worry that's a big one, yeah. as you get? I mean, this is I. But I had I realized uh, once you have got kids, you have them all the time. Like horrible yes. things where imagine what you the worst thing that could happen to your yes. kids and your culpability and some of those yes. things so it's it's an awful awful thing mm. um but you know do you worry in i did a routine about it, and then the worry that you know something you might go mad and actually do yes. those things i mean
2: my you know when my she's now 10 uh my, my 10 year old was was born i remember we got her home from the hospital and she was looking so adorable and lovely and innocent and uh, and I remember saying to my wife, imagine if we left her in a forest. <laughs> <laughs> and she cried. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: mums don't like it as much. Mums don't like these. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's just had a baby. There is all yeah. activity. Yeah. There's a very powerful, instinctive mother bear yeah. urge. And then she's got the image in her head of that baby being alone yeah. in a forest. Yeah, and she cried. It was a pattern. Just, yeah. I'm just a horrible person, obviously, yeah. to say these things. But, um, but then I do imagine. I have that side of it, which I got from my dad, actually. Of just if something, if I don't hear from my wife, for like, you know, I call her and I don't hear back from her, I then I'm tortured by the mad thoughts of she's obviously been murdered, and yes. you know, obviously. My dad used to do that. He used to just say, I would, I'd come home from the pub when I would go home to Cardiff, and he would say, I imagine you in a ditch, and that. Tar had crashed, and the steering column was going right through your stomach.
0: (laughs) But it is, but it makes life sort of unbearable because you can't really enjoy anything for the fear of. Yes. It comes out. Well, I think it's. it's, There's meant to be a a reason. You know, a reason for this, like uh, Mm. through evolution, that if you worry about those things, well, yeah, that you'll stop because it's so. You make yourself think of the worst possible thing, so you don't do it because it's so horrible. But then it's also there's something that makes there's some. Impulse in you for some reason that make, and some of them just aren't helpful. Yes, there's some of them aren't like this is this will help you in your life. It's like this is awful, you're making me think terrible things that aren't possibly like I I, might. When my daughter was born and I was having all these mad thoughts, Mm -hmm. there was a voice in my head generally saying, What you know, some people generally do go crazy though and do these awful things to their kids. What if you're one of those people and you go.
2: How does that help me to, yes. suggest, to suggest that I should disobey the, well, d- the, thing d- specifically the voice? Disobey. Well, it's very much not. The, the horrible thing about the mad thoughts is, it aren't even what if I did this? It's what if I do this? Yeah. What if I actually do drive <laughs> her to a forest and just gently set the. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> my wife cannot now hear this,
1: this show.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, horrible. I will send you a version without this bit in. Okay. You could play to
0: her. But it's true, my, 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 it's, surprisingly my wife is similar when I talk about what if I trip and my son ends up in the wood burner. Um, <laughs> or what if I just place him in there.
2: I'm going to be really Gen bad I, don't, I won't do because it, it would be so bad yes. I had somebody tell me like, when, before I had kids like, when we, I think around about the time we would do those mad thoughts yeah. and, and, uh, and, and he said wait till you have kids you won't say that stuff then yeah. absolute bollocks yeah. it just it doesn't go away <laughs> just like the horrible stuff yeah. just, but it's that's the, the thing about dark humour it's not like you sit there trying to think of awful things no. it's just certain warped people this stuff enters your head but it's like you
0: know? they. Well, I did a joke, but a similar joke about that because like people say, oh, when you have got kids, you won't do jokes about pedophiles or pedophilia, because mm-hmm. you know you won't, you won't be able to stand it. You won't. And I, now I've got kids, I've I've realised they were right because now I've got kids, I've realised pedophilia is really bad, isn't it? Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't realise before. Yeah. Before I just thought it was a bit of fun. You know, it's like the idea, <laughs> the idea that when you were doing those jokes, that the, mm. that you were somehow serious. That you were yeah. like they. They thought, yeah. oh, you know, you know, it would be bad if you ch- you left yeah. your child in the forest. Oh God! Sorry. Yes. Yeah. Of course right now not, I say yeah. that. What did you think the joke was? <laughs> the joke is
2: the, th- the thing I'm saying is the worst possible. Thing. The thing that scares me the most is the whole, and I do it a lot. Is like the terror, which I'm the, the most scary thing. Is this is something I'm very capable of? Is leaving my child somewhere. <laughs> just just putting, especially in LA, where you drive all over the place. Right, the excellent. other day I was somewhere with and with my daughter neris and I and I thought and I had to look around and oh my god because I forgot even though I was holding her hand I was spacing out and on the tube going somewhere with her and I yeah. just thought huh? like what if I've left her <laughs> you have to you concentrate know. Pete it's one of the yeah, main okay, things okay, about parenting yeah,
0: about, about parents, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just of, fearing this bit of this podcast is one day going to be used in a court case where he he yes. did say he often just
1: yeah,
2: forgot yes. he had kids yes. <laughs> <laughs> left him on the tube and in a forest do you think it'd be wrong to have to surgically, your child surgically grafted to you so that you can never leave them to no,
0: I don't think that'd be wrong I think it'd be okay. good okay. so I will ask you oh my goodness time flies by doesn't it um, it's been a, so, lots of fun talking to you and we've had there's so much more that I could talk to you about. I will ask you this question as it's been requested from the audience. Uh, if you had to be in a human centipede with two other people, if you had to be, and you're aware of the human centipede phenomenon, I'm sorry we've lowered the tone. Um, you're in the middle, but you get to choose who's at the other, whose anus your mouth is stitched to and who is whose mouth is stitched to your anus. Right. Which two people would you choose and, and who would be um,
2: in front of you and who would be behind uh, Donald Trump and Mike Pence, uh, because I would sacrifice myself for the <laughs> horror they would have to go through. <laughs> I would be, no, that's not true, is it? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, none of I it's true. It. But yes. I'm so I'm mm. slightly, you know, I feel slightly worried for my expat friends out in right out in in America now mm-hmm. who are writing satirical comedy. John Oliver and you are writing. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, you often tweet Donald Trump and tell him what a prick you think he is, basically. <sighs> yeah. uh, and, but do you, are you... Mm. Con- I mean, it's concerning mm. the way the world's going, yes. but do you ever worry that, you know, he, he might gain so much power that he can sort of take his vengeance on, as he would like to, on uh, these people he, who mock him? Because he hates being mocked.
1: Yes. Uh,
2: and, He's uh, got that instinct, hasn't he? It's like when I became a citizen of the United States, yeah. which is a horrifying no, no, but I did it before him. I didn't do it because Donald Trump became... <laughs> I know how I'm gonna celebrate the election of Donald Trump. I'm gonna become but I remember having to learn about the Constitution and it's so incredibly boringly detailed in its kind of way that it's designed to stop dictators. Yeah. Except obviously Donald Trump gets in. And the terrifying thing is he's got an instinct to autocracy. And it's very hard, isn't it, because he makes a joke, probably a joke, but when he said the other day about the Chinese president becoming like a president for life, and hey, we should maybe try that. But it's that kind of thing when people make jokes about stuff where you go, you're just joking (laughs) about that because you love that idea, you know? And um, I I don't know, it's just, the whole thing's frightening. I think it could happen because I think what he's waiting for, to be honest, is a huge terrorist you know when he gets some, the, the theory is he'll make some sort of power grab and shut down the press if there's a big if there's a war if goes yeah, to yeah. war with North Korea he can shut down the press and then he can you know take yeah it how, do, do you think I mean it's it's almost inconceivable but then everything's happened so far has been yeah. quite inconceivable well that's it everyone nobody thought any of it would happen so now yeah. it's all like I'm pretty sure he'll win the next election because what a horrible thing to say but, <laughs> but like uh, that's almost like some weird mad thoughts insulation against it happening you know you think like, it's just it seems, yeah, very possible. And but the thing know.
0: is, like, the t- you know, it's sort of so easy in America, as we're right. seeing, to kill lots of people. Yes. And yet, no terrorists are managing. The Americans are doing a lot better at it than the the terrorists. Yes. On the whole. Oh yeah. Well, it's all those. And like, so that uh, it just would make you think this is crazy. This is yeah. you know it's crazy to be scared of terrorism yes. when
2: the you know the the yeah. danger is much closer to home <clears> than. <throat> Than terrorists I know but there 's no obviously that 's the frightening thing about it that 's what it feels like elements of it feel like when countries swing to the right because they 've got somebody in power who feeds on that it's like, and obviously the cliche and the truth is that uh, here as well that people are more afraid of foreigners and more afraid of the less they know so if you live in a city if you live in a major city where there's like it's a, you know it 's a big mix of all kinds of cultures there 's no you know, people aren't living in constant fear, but you go out to like Iowa or Idaho and you go to Alabama and you go into a place where just everyone's right. They're absolutely terrified there yeah. that they're going to get blown up. You know, they're just living, and whereas like people go around big cities not living with that fear. Yeah. And so it's, there's nothing, there's just nothing rational about it, you know. And, um, but I live in the ridiculous elite bubble of uh, California where it's- For now. For now. Until,
0: until you know, they come and take well,
2: you away at night.
1: Yeah. Put you, in a, do?
0: put you in a gulag. Okay. He likes the Russians, so you know there's every chance. <laughs> every chance that might happen. Yeah. I, 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 if it does happen, Pete. Yeah. I won't even be delighted. I'll be upset if you are. If you are. <laughs> if you are murdered by Donald Trump, I'll yes. be pretty peeved about that. Yeah.
2: And I will tell him. I
0: will tell him. tell. <laughs> then I'll you can play it. I'll you send can be him. Delighted. I'll send him a copy of this podcast, and I go. Actually, yeah, I'm glad that guy. That is, it's good yeah. that guy's horrible off the things he said about leaving his daughter in the forest. <laughs> so look, we're gonna we're gonna have to stop because um, okay. you know these people have to get home. I live mm-hmm. in Arviger mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. I, have to, I have to get a train. It's ridiculous. Wow. Um, but it's been so lovely to see you, and you're over doing some stuff in the UK, writing some yeah. more. Animated. You've been writing animated, Martin. kids films, yeah, 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 an an, an animated cartoon.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wow, yeah, that Are I'm new was, doing in any of those live action cartoons, yeah. you know. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see that we'll hear lots more
0: from you, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, it's fantastic to talk to you, ladies and gentlemen. It's Peter Baylor! <laughs> <laughs> I've been listening to Richard the Square Theatre podcast with me, Richard, and my guest Peter Tugardjasphen. The music is by Pest. The uh, people I have to thank: everyone at the British Comedy Guide, everyone at the Square Theatre, everyone at Go Faster Strike. Especially Chris Evans, not that one. My producer, of course, I'm indebted to is Ben Walker. And this is a Skype This because the worst tiles I've ever done. This is a Skype Tale oh And GoFasterStrike.com production. Goodbye.